Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today's text is Psalm 148. I haven't mentioned it before, but the Psalms from 146 through 150 are sometimes referred to as the Hallelujah Psalms, the five of them, so this is the third of the five. Hallelujah is simply the Hebrew word, halal is to praise, Yah is part of the divine name Yahweh. So when we see the opening and closing line of each of these psalms saying praise Yahweh, it's the word hallelujah. This particular hymn is simply instructing all of creation, going all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, to praise Yahweh. Praise God, for he is good. He is king. So we give him thanks, we shout to his name, we lift him up, we magnify him for all others to see, We sing his praises, how good he is. And so it starts with the heavens. Day one, that the Lord will separate light from darkness. Day two, he will separate the waters above from the waters below, which thus leaves the space of expanse in between, known as the heavens. Now that gets at an intriguing Old Testament theory, which is to say that, again, he separates waters from waters and leaves an expanse in between he calls the heavens, maybe sky depending on your English translation, and the waters below on the next day he'll separate out the dry land from that, but that means there's a a layer of water outside of what we consider sky. The pre-flood creation may have had a drastically different atmosphere than post-flood. There might have been an entire layer of water shielding this earth. It makes a lot of sense when you consider the beginning of the flood in Genesis 6 that the floodgates of the heavens were opened and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, that that layer of water outside comes crashing down. I like to call that the bubble theory. I don't know if that's any official name for it or not, but it makes sense. Anyway, we see that here. Praise him, verse 4, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. A reference to day two of the creation. Praise him, sun and moon, shining stars, verse 3. That's a reference to day 4 of creation, as the Lord has created these things to govern day and night. Verse 2 includes also the angels, all his hosts. The word host means army, so the angel army of God. Repetition in 2. I could not tell you which day the Lord created the angels. Scripture does not say. It would certainly make sense that he created them during creation week, when we think about it. And if we look at the pattern of creation week, days one through three are separations, 
light from dark to make night and day, water above from water below to make basically earth and heaven, and then day three, water from land to make the seas and the dry land. Day four, five, six, he goes back and he fills the things that he separated on days one through three. And he does it in parallel. So light from dark on day one. So day four gets the things to govern light and dark, the sun, moon, and stars. Day two, he had separated the waters below from that above, also then revealing the heavens, the expanse of space, sky. And so day five, he fills that in with the birds of the heavens and the sea creatures down below. Day six separates out dry land, so, or sorry, day three separates out dry land, so day six he fills it with the beasts of the earth and man. I mean, from that picture, that pattern, it would make sense to me if the Lord created angels on day five as part of filling the heavens above. But again, we don't know. The Bible never actually specifically says. We do know that shortly after the day six of creation, the devil, who is an angel, has rebelled against the Lord and is seeking to destroy his good creation. Praise him, all angels. That was part of what they were made to do. Verse 5, let them praise the name of Yahweh. So all of creation. He commanded, and they were created. The beauty of the idea that God simply speaks, and it happens. He said, let there be light, and there was. Let there be an expanse, and there was. Whatever he says goes. This even holds true now. I mean, think of the New Testament era, when Jesus is speaking, and even the demons must obey him, when he commands the wind and the waves, and they have to obey him. He is God. He is king. Whatever he says goes. And so he has created these things. Verse 6 is a tough one. That he established them forever and ever. Gave a decree it shall not pass away. But we also know that heaven and earth will pass away. Now his word won't. His decree doesn't. But heaven and earth, as we know them, will pass away when Christ returns, and he brings us to the new heaven, the new earth. So you could consider verse 6 to also speak to this idea of what the new heaven and new earth are, that maybe it's not a completely new thing, but that he takes the old, the broken, and he restores it, makes it like new again. That is one way people view this new heaven and new earth. But we also know that the words forever and ever in Scripture indicate a long period of time. They don't always necessarily equivalent with the word we have in mind of eternal. Heaven and earth last a very long time, from generation to generation, all the way up until Christ's return. Verse 7, the earth, the sea creatures... All the deeps, so the depths of the ocean, praise the Lord, praise Yahweh. Fire and hail, snow and mist, so the various weather patterns in creation. Stormy wind fulfilling his word. Again, even even these must obey him. They do what he gives them to do. 
This is like Psalm 135, verse 7. He it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain and brings forth the wind from his storehouses. Such a fun phrase that he has just storehouses filled with wind in heaven, and when he opens the door by his word, uh, they come rushing forth. That wind from his storehouses phrase gets repeated in Jeremiah 10, verse 13, and again in 51, verse 16. Mountains and hills, fruit trees and all cedars. So whether it's a tall mountain or a tall tree, everything praises God. Beast and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, all the living things of the earth. And then verse 11, man, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers. So whether you're a leader among men or not, everyone praises God. Young men and maidens together, old men and children. Everyone praises God. We are called to. This is part of who we are. To magnify the Lord. Now, family conversation here might be how can we praise God? And so you can talk about family devotions. You can talk about reading the scriptures and valuing his word. You can talk about going to him in prayer for and in all things. You can talk about giving him thanks always. You can talk about telling of him and his goodness to others and what he has done for you and how your hope is in him. You can talk about singing together the things of the Lord, the psalms, the hymns. And you can talk about singing them for the world to hear that you lift up the name of Jesus before men. Let them, that is everything in the verses above, all of creation praise Yahweh, for his name alone is exalted. His name alone is lifted up. His name alone is the name by which we are to be saved. As Peter preaches in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. His majesty is above earth and heaven. God's kingship, his royalty, his reign, his rule is higher than anything. There is no king who is above him. He is greater than all. And what has he done? Verse 14, he has raised up a horn for his people. We've seen this word horn in the Psalms a couple times before. And it can mean a ruler, or it can refer to power, and it's more of a prophetic use, but it, a ruler picture here, certainly helpful. He has raised up a ruler for his people. He has raised up a powerful one for his people. And there's your family conversation. Who is this talking about? Again, there is no other, no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. This is Jesus, raised up. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. So those who draw near to Jesus, those who call upon his name, they get to live forever. For we have been forgiven by Christ. We have been made new by Christ. We are his. Praise Yahweh.